I'm running the race. I gotta pick up the pace. They throwing shade, but I'm gone. You gotta keep it up to my face. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Roz Project. Real stories from real humans. The show where you will learn how to thrive and grow in every aspect of life and business using real, raw, and 100% no bullshit proven tactics. My name is Ivan Temelkov, and today I'm joined by Amanda Hainline. How are you, Amanda? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm very excited to have you on the show, and I'm looking forward to you know our conversation. I, I just want to share a tidbit to the audience about who you are before we have you kind of elaborate and expand upon that. So you went from a regular suburban mom and housewife to a full-blown psychic in 30 seconds. Let's be realistic. It didn't happen in 30 seconds, right? But let's go way back. You know, tell us, tell us your story. Tell us a little bit about how did you get into what you're doing today and the emotional healing and, and becoming a psychic? Well, it, it took about 30 seconds to have the experience that led to everything else. So, um, I was, you know, just like I said, regular suburban mom, two kids married, you know, kind of not really sure what was going on in my life. I just was depressed, had no purpose, very, very frustrated. And being a mom is fulfilling, but, Honestly, you know, it's, it's just an aspect of, of who you are, right. You kind of feel like you lose yourself a little bit when you become a mom, you know, it's like, it's all about the kids. And, um, I was really not feeling myself. And so I had a friend that recommended I go to an energy healer. So after the first session, I felt great. You know, there's all different kinds of energy healing out there. Um, for me, it really made a big difference in the first session. And so I thought, well, if one's great, then two's even better. Right. So the second session I went back for, um, I went in and laid down on the massage table and Mm -hmm. the, the healer said, well, she's like, well, all of your chakras want to open, you know? And I said, well, what's a chakra. I don't even know what that is. And so in your energy system, it's, you know, the, the discs of energy basically that run down the middle of your body. And, um, I, I was raised Southern Baptist. I had no clue about any of that stuff. Yeah. And so, um, she started tapping on me and moving energy. And all of a sudden it was like, I, I felt this, um, terror wash over me. I mean, it was complete sheer, utter terror. I started screaming. I was, you know, felt like I was burning from the inside out. I was sweating my body tensed up. Like I was being electrocuted and it lasted, I'm guessing about 30 seconds. Honestly, it felt like five minutes, but I'm, it was, it was an experience. And, uh, afterwards I felt like I've been hit over the head really hard and very disoriented. And the woman said, well, just go outside, walk around, go home and you'll, you know, you'll be fine. I'm like, okay. So I went to bed when I got home, got up the next morning, my body was heavy. I was crying. I couldn't stop crying. I was disoriented. I was extremely depressed. It was really strange. Very, very different from my first session. And I thought, well, you know, surely this will shake off. I came home, went back to bed and, um, woke up, felt the same. So I went back to the healer's office and I said, I don't know what you did to me, but you need to fix it because I can't function. I mean, it was, it was really bad. Yeah. And so they said, 
well, you know, the woman called her mentor. She had just started practicing like the week <laughs> or two before. So she was like, uh, let me call somebody, uh, call the helpline, you know? So she called and, uh, they said, uh, the woman's like, oh, well, her mentor said, well, your chakras are open now, but they're going to balance and close and you'll be fine. Everything will go back to normal. Yeah. And they made some homeopathic drops for emotions and sent me on my way out the door. So, um, long story short, it did not get better. It did not change. I started having, um, PTSD episodes where I would spin out of control, screaming, um, all of the traumas that I experienced mm-hmm. as a child were coming up. I couldn't control them. They would come on, uh, without warning. And so it was like, I would have to go home and just lock myself in the closet kind of thing and, and scream it out. And then on top of that, I was having, I started seeing things. I started, um, hearing things that weren't there. Um, horrific nightmares. I mean, it lasted about six months. And of course we were in the middle of a house remodel at the time, which is a perfect time to have something like this happen. And, um, about six months in, uh, I, I started thinking, well, I'm getting the hang of this, you know, I'm, I, cause I was picking up a lot of energy from other people when I would go out. So I was constantly feeling like I was just dirty, energetic, like couldn't, it's like, I had no energetic immune system. Yeah. I had no way yeah. of keeping other people's stuff out. And these three, uh, really large angels showed up in my living room one day. And so we're going to teach you how to heal people. And I said, you're crazy. You know, people are going to think I'm crazy. If I go tell anyone that, I mean, who, who says that, who does that? And, uh, I argued with them and said, I need training. They said, absolutely not. Do not go get training. We will train you everything you need to know. And, uh, so after some looking around for training, because I'm stubborn like that, uh, yeah. I couldn't find anything. And I said, fine. I rolled my eyes. I said, fine. You guys, you guys teach me. And so they started teaching me how to work with energy. And that was 15 years ago. And I've been doing yeah. it ever since. So, so you said, I, I think if I caught this right, you know, you said there were three angels that showed up in your living room that told you that they were going to teach you. And, you know, what's really so crazy about something like that is just that even the slightest of unordinary or exceptional things that people experience, they immediately classify it. It's crazy. It's right. You know, I actually had posted this on Facebook and and I got to really thinking about it. I was like, you know, if a good thing happened to most people, they wouldn't even see it if it, you know, hit them with with, uh, you know, a hundred foot long pole. You know, it's it's just like like people are just so oblivious, I think, to believing that good things are actually able to to happen in the world. And I don't know if it's because the way we're conditioned as humans you know, I, I'm an Eastern European, you know, I'm immigrant. I've lived, you know, a different life than most people, you know, living in a former communist country. So it's just like, you know, like, do you, when do you know there's a good thing? So like most people are like, maybe based on their, 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 their upbringing also, or experiences the way they live their life. But most people are just oblivious. They have a hard time believing that something good would happen, let alone three angels sitting in your living room. And most people are like, what the hell? Are you crazy? You know, do exactly. you need a psychiatrist? It's like, no, you know, <laughs> it's like, how hard is, is it to see that, you know, or how hard is it to fathom that? And so, but so you had this experience, you know, 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Where all of this happened, you were depressed, you were stressed, you know, something was loose after seeing, you know, the therapist, which, which you, like you said, she just started practicing. You're like, 
wait, what am I your test dummy? Basically, let me call somebody, you know, to, to get help. So it's had to be frustrating, right? I mean, you were, there were a lot of emotions. You probably couldn't mm-hmm. sleep right. You know, your energy was way off. And, and so let's talk more about that because, you know, I think people don't understand like how much energy and like just your state of being really, you know, from a mental, from a spiritual, from an energy, physical standpoint really affects everything that we do in our lives and business and family and relationships. So what happened after you had that experience? So how did you go? What did you do next? Well, after it initially happened, I started um, just kind of trying to deal with my day to day. It was moment to moment. And like I said, I was having those um, kind of PTSD attacks along with hearing and seeing things. So it was a lot uh, to deal with just in itself. But I thought, you know, I have to get a grip on this. I can't I, I can't function. I can't even right. go to the grocery store. You know, I, how do, what am I going to do? And so I started looking on the internet for answers because I thought, well, where better to look on the internet than, or for answers than on the internet. Yeah. So I, I started looking around and I couldn't find anything that was helpful. It was all extremely yeah. airy fairy. It was, you know, either you're crazy or, you know, the aliens are coming for you or something nuts. Like I was just like, I I need answers. Like I need something actionable. I'm a very actionable person. Um, and I'm like, you know, give me a plan, tell me what's going on. So I know what I'm Mm -hmm. looking at and then give me a plan. And I just, I couldn't find anything. It wasn't until I would say probably a good eight years later that I found out that it actually had a name, what had happened to me. And Yeah. And so it's a spiritual Kundalini awakening and people have different levels of that happen to them. But if you have a complete one, then you're blown open and it's, it sticks like it stays. Some people, they do balance and close the chakras do, and it kind of, your life goes back to normal pretty much other than having had this experience. But for me, it was, it it wasn't reversible. There was, there was no going back. So, um, you know, this is, I guess, a common thing in India. There's people that actually try to have this thing happen to them. And I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, it, it Yeah. Why, really, why would you purposely do that? Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, people are like, I want to be enlightened. I want to be spiritual. You know, they have this idea that if you're enlightened, yeah. that everything's easy. And let me just tell you that is not the case. Um, so everything- there's something that I want to share about that real quick is, is just that you're right. A lot of people want to be enlightened, but what they don't understand is just that there's pain in growth in anything. There's right. always pain, but people think that, oh, I'm going to be enlightened, so I'm not going to suffer any pain. Oh, hell yeah, you're going to suffer some pain, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. That, that's just it. I think that's the point that, 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 I, wanted, that I wanted to mention. And you said India because... You know, India is one of those you know countries, right? Where I think there's just so many things that happen. A lot of people, you know, there's a lot of poverty. You know, like there's really no middle class. You know, there's just a lot of different things that that happen that most people don't see in the rest of the world, right? I think that's why people in India think that if I get enlightened and they're striving for that, that my life is going to be better. Which that may very well be, but you have to understand you're going to go through a journey. That's really in anything. It's your life. It's your relationships. It's your business. It's anything. You're going to go through a journey. And that's just it. You have to experience that journey to get from A to Z, so to speak. But people don't want to experience that journey. 
Right. Right. They don't. And, and it's cause it's hard. It's not an easy thing mm-hmm. because, you know, with something like what I was going through, and I know there's a lot of people that have gone through this, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. end up in mental hospitals with this, um, yeah. because they have this, you know, they call it a psychotic break and, you know, they go on medication and that, and I was terrified that that was going to happen to me. Um, and that's why I fought so hard to, to figure it out, but the journey is, it's definitely not an easy one. And it's, it's a completely yeah. internal experience. You know, I mean, from the standpoint of everything that's going on in your mind and your energy system and all of that, it's very internal. So you have this complete internal shift and yet your outside world, you know, you're still married to the same person. You still have the same kid. You're still, uh, have the same job. You know, you, you have all these other things and all of a sudden it's like you are separated from that reality in some way. And you're, you know, I was looking around a lot of days going, well, is this real? Like what's real? What's real anymore? It's I felt like it was in the matrix. Like, honestly, (laughs) it was just this really bizarre experience of like, I I don't know who I am or what I am and why I'm here. You know, there was a, there was a lot of that existential crisis kind of stuff going on. Um, so, you know, I didn't know what to, to do with it, uh, at first when, when I was told, you know, they're going to can teach me how to heal people. I just laughed. I was like, have you seen my life? I am a freaking hot mess. Like <laughs> you have got the wrong address. Let me send you down the street, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I guess if you look in the Bible though, that, I mean, nobody was like, Hey, yeah, I'll volunteer for that. Everybody's like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm too busy. I'm too, you know, I have a speech impediment or I have, you know, I'm lame or I'm deaf or I'm blind or whatever. Right. I mean, there's always something. And so for me, it was just really emotional chaos that I was, yeah, I was fighting against all the one time. Thing, one thing that I wanted to mention now, reflecting back on this experience, this awakening that you had, like you said, you know, you were striving to find the name for this, which by the way, it's so ironic because you said you started searching on the internet. Um, and recently, actually, someone was asking a question in one of the Facebook groups and said, well, have you tried a Google search? And they got pissed off at me because I said, you know, have you tried a Google search? And they're asking an obvious question. I said, uh, my response was, hey, you ask an obvious question, you're going to get an obvious answer. And then later, a couple, couple people actually said the same thing. Have you tried a Google search? So someone's like, well, I hate to say I told you so, right? But as you were, so this, you didn't have a name for this thing, but now reflecting, uh, reflecting on this, there's something very important here. This was involuntary, right? But he was a ticking time bomb and it was going to happen in due time because I personally am a firm believer that things happen for a reason that happen to us because we're meant to live a, a certain life. And sometimes like when you were just on the verge of this awakening and you were frustrated, you were in agony, you were mentally right. You, I mean, you couldn't sleep, you couldn't eat, you were having PTSD episodes and you're, you're wondering why, why is this happening to me? Well, it's happening because you are being prepped for the next leap to go to, to that next chapter of your life. And that's what people don't understand is that, I, I mean, it's really anything principally life relationships, business is if something's happening, if it's bad, people say, well, that's just, that's not meant to happen to me. And that's what was happening. You were experiencing agony. When people experience agony, they, they start to uh, pull the victim card and say, oh, this is not supposed to happen to me. You know, uh, you know, give me some empathy, give me some sympathy, you know, no, it's meant to happen to you and you have to embrace it. 
And I think that was probably one of your biggest struggles is embracing the chaos and agony. Like you said, I'm going to send you down the street to see someone else because have you seen my life? You know, you got the wrong address, right? But let's talk about that. So as you were embracing this, this journey, right? How did you cope through it and how did you rationalize it? It was tricky because, uh, like I said, the way I was raised um, was, you know, I was raised in the Southern Baptist Church. And so I don't know if you're familiar with that particular uh, religion, but, you know, when I was a child, I had several dreams that were prophetic and I mentioned them at church and they said, what are you talking about? You know, you don't, you can't know what's going to happen because um, that means you're a false prophet and you're going to hell. And I'm like, I'm 12. And so, you know, it was, it was very much um, like a, like a Christian upbringing from the time I was small. And I didn't really realize how much that had um, affected my life and just my values and my thought process of how the world worked and all of that. So when this happened to me, when I had this awakening process and I started seeing and hearing things, I wasn't only seeing like dark you know, I I was seeing dark entities and that kind of thing, but I was also seeing angels and being told like, Hey, this is how the universe works. This is how everything works together. And it was completely, I don't say completely contrary, but close to completely contrary of how I was raised. And so I had to really disassemble all of those core beliefs and structures inside of me and how life worked, you know, it was kind of like, um, separation from everything else. It's like, no, you're actually part of everything else. You, you're, you're, everything's connected, you know, kind of thing. And I had heard that growing up and I thought, oh, that's just crazy. But the more I experience life and the more I go through my journey, the more I realize how true that is. And so, you know, picking that apart and really rebuilding myself from scratch was tricky in the middle of everything else. Um, but as I did that more and more and understood everything's connected and understood there's a purpose for everything, my life started to fall into place and click. So, and that's, you know, as I started my business and all of those Mm -hmm. kinds of things, it's really seeing the synchronicities and really celebrating all of the small things that happen and click, you know, you meet somebody somewhere and you're like, oh, wow, I've been looking for an answer for this. And they said something to me that was profound. And now I have an answer that I've been searching for, you know, that kind of thing, just paying attention. I think that's what for people paying attention is a big thing, you know, um, just the universe is knocking on your door. If you don't answer it, they're going to, it's going to go away. (laughs) You know, you've got to, you've got to answer the door, you know, um, for the answers for the next Mm -hmm. step on your path, you know? And so I think that's really important for people. I think to get. one question that I want to ask you is, um, if you think back, was there a driving factor that kept pushing you to keep going? So as you were going through, I mean, the, a lot of emotions, life was different, you know, <clears throat> you were trying to make sense of it. So is, was there something that you think back that told you, keep going, you know, don't, <clears throat> don't stop? you know, this is happening for a reason. I do. I I feel like it really was happening for a reason. I felt like there was a purpose to all of this. I kept being told yeah. there was a purpose to all of this. Or like, you're going to make a difference in the world. You've got to keep going. Keep, you know, and some days I would just mm-hmm. be like, I can't get out of bed. Like, you know, when I, I say they, you know, my, my spirit sure. guides, angels, all that, sure. they, they would say, keep, just get up, 
go get a drink of water, you know? And sometimes it was like step-by-step walking me through the day to get me to a better place. You know, sometimes I'd say, put on a red shirt. Okay. Now go eat some broccoli, you know, whatever. And, and, but I knew I started to feel like I had a purpose. I started to feel like there was a reason for this. And as I started working with people, as they were brought to me, when I was working with clients, Mm -hmm. I started seeing the difference that energy work made for them. And that was what started to really blow my mind because I was working on myself at first. I was working on my kids. They bumped their knee. I'm like, Oh, come here. I want to help you, you know, kind of thing. And they're like, no, mom, leave me alone, you know, kind of thing. So they were two and five at the time. So, you know, uh, they went through some awakening stuff as well when I went through it, just because, you know, you're connected as family and energetically you're in the same household. So you can help other people. But, but as I started seeing people's lives change, um, with the work that I was being guided to do with them and on them, it was, that was what was kind of, I mean, almost addictive, honestly, because it's so cool. I'm like, wow, I just worked on this chakra. I wonder what's going to happen. You know, it's kind of like, I'm this energetic spiritual scientist kind of thing. You know, I was doing just what I was told, but I mean, I just saw people's lives change in such profound ways that it it really was mind boggling. So that's what kept me going really. Uh, that's that's very important because I one of the reasons I asked that question is that you were in route to I think really finding your purpose uh, of what you were truly intended to do because like you said 15 years ago you know you felt lost you know a hot mess mom uh, probably felt like okay what's my direction in life because you know um, being a father also being being married I know that you know for women especially is like you get to a point especially after you have kids like you wonder like okay what am I going to do the rest of my life <laughs> you know right. like like okay it's great to be a mom it's fulfilling like you said early on but really like what else am I going to do you know what I mean and, and I think some women start earlier on some women you know start later in life but you know I think that was happening because you were finding that purpose and then you even said so uh, just now before I alluded to this that you found that so fulfilling that now you were like, okay, I'm meant to heal people, which now I want to talk more about that, you know, taking that and building a business around that. I know you have a a book that just hit number number one on Amazon. So let's talk a little bit about that, the business side of it, your book also, if you can tell us a little bit about it and how do you work with people and how do you help them, you know, overcome some challenges that you faced? Well, um, people tended to come to me in threes early on. So I would go through something and I'm like, wow, I wonder where I'm going through this. And then I would have, you know, usually three clients would come walk through the door with the exact same thing that I just went through. So I'm like, okay, I I know advice wise, what, what's going to come through for you. Uh, and then energetically, everybody had a different expression. So one of the things that's interesting about energy work is everything starts energetic and then moves to the emotional and then to the physical, it's really a trickle down effect. So, um, you know, most people, if their energy is a little off, you know, if you're not energetically sensitive, you're not going to notice that. Like it's, it's just, you're not going to be like, wow, you know, my, my root chakra is really kind of Uh, aching today. I mean, you're not, you're not going to have that conversation. Right. And so, um, energetically, I noticed it really, it's an interesting thing because like I said, you know, three people can walk through my door with the same issue, say they're having a problem with their oldest child, you know, and it's, it's the same thing. Oh, their kid's not doing well in school or something like that. Yeah. But it's, when I dig into it energetically and tap into the, the energy of what they're going through, it was never the same answer. It was, 
they're going through this because they have um, like a soul agreement with this child to go through this process Mm -hmm. or they're relieving, reliving part of their childhood. And therefore their this experience is happening with their child in order for them to heal that piece of themselves. You know, it was, it was all these different aspects of that, even though it was manifesting the same. So that's what I found yeah. really interesting about energy work is that circumstantially it may look very similar, but a lot of times the underlying cause energetically, you know, from a soul perspective, from an energy perspective is very, very different. So that that's the kind of unique piece that I love when I'm working with people, because you never know, I may think, oh, I may go in going, yeah, I know exactly what this is. And I get into the energy session, um, tapping into them and doing the, um, you know, the psychic part of the work. And it's totally something that I hadn't even considered. So it, that's, that's, what's interesting about it. Um, yeah, yeah. So Okay. Um, you know, I think some of the things that you mentioned is I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, an emotional level. I think there's, there's so many people out there and not just women, you know, men, I think too. Um, but I think, you know, recognizing that you're struggling with something is probably the biggest challenge, right? I mean, I'm sure you probably see this with, with clients that you work with, right? They're like when they come forward and they probably sort of have this feeling like, what the hell is wrong with me? You know, like, why am I abnormal? You know, and, and I think it's because in part, again, I think I mentioned it earlier is that because the, you know, in the society we live in, I think most of us have been conditioned to live a certain way. And when something is just like completely abnormal, then we start to put blame on it, you know, and, and we think that, you know, there's something wrong with us, you know, or need to get medicated, you know, or, you know, uh, the, in, instead of really trying to find a solution for it. Right. So um, the question for you, for you that I have is just that, you know, what are some of the biggest, you know, benefits that people have gotten when working with you, you know, and their energy and, and being able to heal, you know, the, the wounds that sort of speak, you know, they faced. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say, you know, speaking to your, your, um, comment of people saying, you know, what's wrong with me kind of thing. I actually address that in my book because that's chapter one. It's like, actually, there's nothing wrong with you. It's kind of the analogy I like to use is it's Mm -hmm. a, you know, it's like, imagine your, your energy system is a messy room, right. And you've got all this stuff in the room, right. And there's, there's piles of trash and there's boxes that haven't been opened in years and all this kind of stuff. And if a room is full of a bunch of stuff, you don't walk in and go, oh my gosh, what's wrong with this room? There's something wrong with the room. No, you say there's a bunch of crap in here. (laughs) You got to get, you got to get it out. Right. And so that's what I tell people. I'm like, there's nothing actually wrong with you. It's just, you've been through stuff. You've been through trauma. You're carrying all of this emotional baggage that is weighing you down and shifting you out of who you truly are. So, um, you know, we're hardwired to think there's something wrong with us. We're hardwired to, to look for danger. You know, I mean, that's biologically how we're wired, but that's translated into negativity overall. And so it's to stay in a positive space is really tough. And so when you're carrying these negative emotions around, it just perpetuates because it shows up over and over again, you see it, you know, you have this belief that, um, nothing ever good happens to you, like you said, you know? And so if you have that belief, then when something else bad happens, see, I told you, you know, nothing ever good happens to me, you know, kind of thing. So we're, we're hardwired to look for that. And then we have this belief system 
that gets reinforced over and over again. But what I've found with people is it really comes from their trauma. You know, um, when you start to really address people's trauma at the root, not just like some small thing, but like something that happened to them. It's usually when they're children, you know, it's usually when it starts. And from the age of zero to about four, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, even in utero that we don't even realize affects us and we're carrying it around and it energetically has damaged us. And then you, we stack a bunch of stuff on top of that and nothing works right. So when I'm working with people and working with their energy system, I really start to address those traumas and energetically pull them out because whenever you have a trauma, it's like the stamp on your energy system and nothing flows right through that. After that point, you can clear it out, but it's always kind of, it's like bending a hose or, you know, plopping a rock in a river. It's the water is deflected around that. It's, it's never the same in that spot. So taking that out, you, you know, taking the trauma out, you're going to have the wisdom that you gain from that experience without that trauma or that experience weighing you down. And so that's the biggest thing I see people's belief system shift. I've had entire family structure shift from working with them. My first client, actually, I worked on her for five minutes and I thought there's no way this made a difference. You know, I was told to stop after five minutes and she called me two weeks later. She goes, Oh my gosh, I feel like Cause she's an extremely intense person. And she goes, I felt like I was on Percocet for two weeks. She's like, I don't know what you did, but I was just like, I was like, just send out, just blissed yeah. out, you know, for two weeks. Yeah. And she said, um, she goes, and my mother called me and asked me to come to, uh, the beach house. And she goes, my yeah. mom has never done that before. I always tried to reach out to my mother. She never, she never would have anything to do with me. And she invited me and my kids to the beach house. She goes, and I can start to say no to people. Cause she would say yes to everything. And she yeah. was always tapped out. And she said, I can say no to people now. And I don't feel bad about it. And I was like, good, that's great. You know, you need to set boundaries. So it really helped her to start setting boundaries in her life just from that five minutes of energy work. So, um, you know, I've had some pretty interesting ones. That's just kind of a simple off the cuff that I can think of that. That's just, it was pretty profound for the amount of time that we worked together. So, you know, the one thing that you mentioned that I wanted to allude to is that you talked about trauma you talked about, you know, uh, agony and chaos. and, And I think one thing people don't understand is just that, we all have some form of agony or chaos or trauma that we've experienced in our lives. Why? It's because we're human beings. You know, it's, it's, uh, how, how should I put this best? Staying positive is hard enough because we're, we're, we're absorbing so much negativity every day. So it's mm-hmm. hard to stay positive. So think about that is I think that's what people don't understand is, I mean, especially, you know, entrepreneurs, small business owners is that they understand that the reason why you feel like shit is because you've got so much stuff bottled inside yourself, you know, um, and you were right. You are absolutely right. It's it's your past. It's your t- childhood experiences. Maybe one particular experience that's been haunting you for years. You know, everybody has different nuances of that, but a lot of people fail to recognize that those are actually the things that weigh you down. And what's really ironic, what you're talking about is, you know, millionaires and billionaires. I had a couple of billionaires in my network not too long ago. And it's really interesting when they start talking about like when you start asking questions about like, so what do you do to condition yourself? Right. Like, what do you do to nurture yourself? That's probably a better word. Right. And they talk about like these insane 
uh, you know, workout regimes and then like spiritual advisors and like eating healthy and having like structure, basically. Um, actually, ironically enough, uh, since we're talking about this, I happened to watch um, this was on Amazon, uh, The Boy from Madeline. It's actually Jay Balvin's uh, the rapper, Jay Balvin's. It's like a week in the life of Jay Balvin. And this is someone that's been like uh, nominated 28 times for like Emmys, I think, and a very like recognized artist now. I think he has almost 50 million followers on Instagram. But one thing that he was talking about is this, that as he was like growing up over the course of like 15 years and becoming reputable and bringing people in Colombia together because of, you know, how much chaos is going there. One of the things he said, he has a spiritual advisor, is a private physician. Also, he works out every morning and and also eats healthy so like there's like these four or five constant things so what you just talked about is literally the epitome of in part not all in part what it takes to find fulfillment and success because i think too many people wonder like am i damaged goods am i ever going to find success or is success just a lot of money right because i think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs look at and those are the materialistic things that they look at based on what society has exposed to them. When in reality, it starts with the inside. It starts with you. You know, you have to figure out what's broken on the inside, because if you don't fix what's broken on the inside, then there's no way, no way in hell that you're ever going to be able to be the best version of yourself, the best father, you know, the, the best mother, the best entrepreneur, Right. So those are some of the things that, in essence, you know, you, you'll help people realize this from the inside, like what's broken. Right. Like you said, you know, you spent five minutes with someone who called you two weeks later and she was like, wow, like I'm now putting perspective around some things that I had never put around or that I avoided. Right. A question that I want to ask you is, have you ever faced people who are in hesitation? Like they know there's something wrong, but they're hesitant or they're skeptical. And how do you overcome that? Like, how do you, you know, I think of the saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. <laughs> right. So how do you overcome something like that? Well, it depends. So, you know, I I've worked with all different kinds of people. I've worked with mm -hmm. little kids to CEOs. You know, my husband is an entrepreneur as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and is a big uh, supporter of me, but I have run into people that are, um, very skeptical, very structured, uh, a lot of times very religious, that kind of thing. And, and they start asking questions or, well, you know, I had one guy just laugh and he goes, well, I don't believe any of what you're saying. And I was like, that's totally fine. It doesn't really right. matter to me if you believe me or not, you know? And he just right. kind of looked at me like, well, you're not going to be offended. I'm like, no, I, every, in my mind, everybody has their own belief system and what works for right. them and everything's a journey. So they may, just be at a spot where they're not supposed to figure it out. They're not supposed to realize that yet. And they may never realize it, but that's not, yeah. that's not a reflection of, you know, me at all. You know, if I'm working with them and, and they, you know, and, and they're frustrated or they're like, why well, don't, I don't believe any of this. And I'm like, okay, that's totally fine. I mean, that I'll, all I'm telling you is what I'm seeing and what I'm what I'm feeling and how I'm interpreting the energy that's coming from you and in my read. And I was like, take it or leave it. It's totally fine with me. I don't care. But, but yeah. usually people will walk away 
you know, uh, um, because I don't, I don't have an attachment to, you know, what they think of it. Mm-hmm. They usually start backing down and they, they kind of take their wall down, you know, and they say, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe that makes sense. Uh, that's what usually happens is they start to kind of let their guard down a little bit. And I'll, I gingerly approach it. I'm like, Hey, you know, that's coming from a place of fear. It's coming from a place of denial because it's hard to look at your stuff. I mean, it's hard to look at, um, those, those tough pieces inside that are super wounded. I mean, you've built walls around them for a reason because they're, they're super wounded. It's like, you know, putting, putting a bandaid over something or when your body encases a wound, you know, it's like, it's sore, it's tender. You don't want to touch it. And so having the compassion for people when they're in that space and really I'm very conscious of holding a sacred space for people and being very conscious of what I say to them when they are um, exposed, you know, it's, it's really tricky for people sometimes, you know. Uh, something really interesting that you brought up that I don't think you you realize is just that people that you talk to that are in denial, so to speak, uh, it, the psychology behind it is they took initiative, but they didn't follow through. And I think a lot of people nowadays, especially in the entrepreneurial world, is, is they're taking initiative, right? Like initiative that they have a passion or they want to do something, right? Where it's a product or a service. So like the people that you talk to, and that's why I asked you the question, because I was curious to, to, to hear what your approach was to that, because you probably do run into a lot of people that are like, something's wrong with me. My energy is off. I think I need some energy healing, but like, and then they talk to you and then they kind of put up their guard and then you realize that, okay, well, you're here because you took initiative, but you didn't follow through. It's kind of like the Band-Aid example is, you know, you need a Band-Aid, you know, around enough. So my, my son was playing at, at, at a uh, neighbor's house with, with their son and accidentally dropped a, a three pound uh, a bell on his foot. So his toe like swell up really bad and he was purple. Right. And so we're just healing really well. And, and the nail's not coming off, which is great. We're like, okay, we're not going to have to go to the hospital. And this all happened in 24 hours, but putting a bandaid on it and keeping the bandaid on. That's just it. I mean, it's such a simple psychological thing. And whether it's in life or in business or relationships is that you can take initiative, but you still got to follow through. You still right. got to let it run its course. So it's really interesting. You said that, and I admire that you have compassion for people because a lot of people, you know, when they put up their guard and they're in denial is on the flip side of that, the person that's talking to them usually is not as compassionate. So you have the audacity to actually say, look, I understand, but you got to remember you came to me, Right. You came because you recognize that there's a need. So I think that's a very psychological shift. And I keep going uh, on the business side of it. One of my favorite quotes is by Tony Robbins. And that is that a business is 90% psychology and 10% execution. So suddenly it's like, okay, how do you think and how you feel really is correlated even more. I mean, this is a guy that has, you know, has coached presidents, right? So like coming from someone like him, it's got to have some merit, right? Some value there. Um, Amanda, I absolutely enjoyed the conversation before we sign off, you know, what's the name of your book? Where can people get it? How can they connect with you, uh, to have a deeper, uh, uh, conversation around emotions and emotional healing. So my book is called feel better in five minutes an empowering guide to gain control over your emotions. And you can find it on Amazon, 
uh, in ebook or in the physical copy. Okay. And awesome. my website is amandahainline.com. And my Instagram handle is at akhainline. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for the amazing conversation. You know, it was, I'm a sucker for going really deep into convos. And I think, uh, you know, uh, listeners and the audience in general really appreciates that. It's one of the things that really, you know, helps this podcast stand out. And uh, I want to congratulate you for finding your purpose. I think that's, that's a really big shift because there's a lot of people that go through life that will never find that or will never invest into doing that. So I want to congratulate you. Uh, I can tell that you're definitely happier. You feel more fulfilled and you know, your, your emotions and energy are definitely on point. So thank you. Thank you again. Well, I, I appreciate you and I've had fun. It was great. Thanks for having me. I'm running the race I gotta pick up the pace They throwing shade but I'm gone You gotta keep it up box in my face Taking that gang out of space It's best if you stay in your place They hate on all of my songs uh, I don't know what can I say They throwing shots but I'm saved by his grace God is the shit I'm the lace Running around got me stoned